0: I'm not in Israel. I'm here in America. I should have been landing in Israel earlier today, but my trip was canceled. Why? Because Israel was attacked brutally. And we are going to talk about it, give you some history, let you know how did we get here, what's it all about, How should Christians respond to these events and where do we go from here? Welcome to your favorite of the week on a somber deep end on Tim Hatch Live. Welcome in, everybody. Make sure that you're hitting that like button, the subscribe button and the notification bell so that you can get notified on your smartphone every time we go live. This is the deep end. This is Tim Hatch Live on YouTube. Glad that you're here. Tuesday night, 7.30. Like I said, I was supposed to be where? In Israel. And here I am. I got a um, phone message from a bunch of people on, um, what was it, Saturday morning? Was it Saturday morning? I'm trying to think about the days. Yes. And then I saw some news reports from my wife. She shared with me on her phone, and I knew that it was bad real quickly. For a few moments, I thought, well, this is how it always happens in Israel. But no, this was terrible. Uh, The worst day in uh, israel's history uh, since the holocaust really that's not an exaggeration by the way this is uh, the deep end season seven episode four and um, so we got the news that we weren't going to go pretty much a half hour after i saw that news report where netanyahu declared israel was at war Uh, this is a tragedy of surpassing proportions Uh, israel is a nation of seven million jews Uh, Right now, as of today, Tuesday, 1,000-plus have been murdered uh, through these terrorist attacks from Hamas out of the Gaza Strip. So 1,000 to 7 million is like, I want to say 30 um, 9-11s for Americans. America is a country of 360 million, so we lost 3,000 on 9-11. So, you know, do the math, okay? Proportionately, this is a horrific tragedy, uh, worse than 9-11, for the nation of Israel. I want to make sure that you hear me say that. And we have to talk about this because it matters for Christians. Uh, Israel attacked and the reason why we're going to talk about it is because as goes this nation, so goes the world and particularly uh, the end times. Israel is God's Watch, it's God's timepiece. He he has marked out human history with his covenantal agreements and promises to the people of Israel. Jesus Christ was born to Israel in the fullness of time uh, at just the right time. Uh, Jesus talked about the siege of Jerusalem at the hands of the general Titus of the Roman army in AD 70. The destruction of the temple. Jesus foretold, Uh, Jesus foretold these things, pointing to two events, the event that happened in Israel in AD 70, 40 years after he was crucified and raised from the dead and ascended, and to forecast the end times and the tribulation, which will be somewhat of a reprisal of those events, although on a global scale. And so you have to pay attention to Israel, Christian, because Israel is telling you your future. If you want to know what the tribulation is going to be like, get on YouTube, get on X, get on TikTok and look up videos of the atrocities that the Palestinian militant group Hamas launched against Israel this past weekend. So... The war has begun, Israel is fighting back, they are bombing Gaza, and they are going door to door to uh, find hostages and to eliminate radicals. Let's give you the map, because the map matters. Some of you don't even realize where things are in Israel, that's what I'm here for. This is the map that you need to pay attention to. Israel is the blue area uh, currently. The West Bank is also uh, ruled by Palestinian authorities, that is over there to the east Very difficult to understand because the West Bank is on the east side of Israel. Um, But nonetheless, this is how you read the map. And Gaza is that little strip of land on the southwest portion, the corner of Israel. And then Egypt is a part of this because Egypt shares a border, a land border with Gaza and a massive land border with Israel. And by the way, most of that land in Egypt down to the south, the Arabian Peninsula, was given to Egypt by Israel Uh, in in exchange for peace, and that land was rich with oil and reserves of oil, tons of oil. Uh, Literally Egypt's economy has grown off the backs of the Israeli government's willingness to trade land for peace. But you would think that Gaza would have an open door to Egypt right now, or at any time in the last couple of years. There is no open door to Egypt. There is no open door to Egypt. And that is the most telling thing about this, this whole event. Christians who say, well, it's a complicated issue, or, well, you know, it's back and forth with these two uh, groups of people. Okay, ask yourself this very simple question. Why doesn't Egypt welcome in uh, Gazan refugees? Why? Because they don't want, they do not want these terrorists on their soil. And Egypt gets a pass, and Israel gets attacked and vilified in the media, especially in the American left-wing media. So a vicious attack of epic proportions was unleashed by Hamas, pre-planned, must have been pre-planned for years. Um, They took to land, air, and sea to attack women and children and civilians, most notably concertgoers at an outdoor music festival, were fallen upon by uh, paragliding terrorists who came in and literally just shot and took hostages as many people as they could horrific i could share with you tons of video i won't share much but here's the summary summary of the attack women and children and civilians were targeted you are you are not at war when you target women and children are we understanding that this must be made clear this is not war this is not an act of war this is not over territory when you attack women children and civilians 900 dead thousand dead now i wrote these notes yesterday sorry it's uh, proportionate to 59-11s for us. Uh, thousands have been wounded. The whole families murdered. Uh, brutal desecration of the dead, including um, military Israel, Israeli military members whose bodies have been shown on Facebook and uh, other uh, viral Internet streaming uh, platforms where they are um, desecrating the dead. I saw one video i will not share it of a uh israeli military a dead israeli military man who the palestinian uh terrorists gotta get my language right here because this is very important the 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 hamas terrorists were trying to cut his head off with a spade a garden spade it's on video you can look it up yourself i don't want to share it on this channel this is what they did okay uh videos were posted to facebook hostages were taken elderly people were kidnapped uh and more and more and more carnage of the worst sort you can't imagine if you if you think that evil is non-existent then <laughs> i don't know what else to say after this after this event the horror has been uh, unpacked on multiple channels across the world most notably this story i will play a little bit of this video uh, it is of a young granddaughter telling the story of watching her grandmother be executed on her own grandmother's Facebook account as Hamas terrorists took, took the grandmother's cell phone and filmed the event and posted it on to Facebook Live. By the way, I have a question. Facebook and YouTube, YouTube who repeatedly blocks and centers this content, this channel, who... Uh, stifles our videos and our exposure why are you allowing Hamas to post videos on Twitter on Facebook on the internet where's the censorship where are they are they are they they getting censored or is this stuff still on there I am intrigued to know but this is the world that we live in this is the uh, left-wing power people in our country who are sympathetic to terrorism out of Hamas they believe it's a land war. It's an ideological war. It's hideous and sick. This uh, is a little boy, a little Jewish boy that was taken hostage, and here he is being uh, poked and prodded and basically taunted by Palestinian boys uh, to say, ima, ima, meaning mom, say mom, and uh, one boy has a stick there. I, could you imagine that being your son? That, son? that boy looks like my son. He looks like my son, Jay. Could you imagine watching that on, on, uh, on the Internet? But this is, this is what we're seeing in, our, in, in these displays of terrorism and, and hate from Hamas. What is the West doing? What are other countries saying in response to this hideous event? Well, here's the response out of Canada. Parades of pro-Palestinian demonstrators celebrating. Uh, this is from Rebel News out of Canada. Honking their horns and waving the... Palestinian flag. We will get to the Palestinian flag in just a moment. This is the response out of NYC, Free Palestine Billboard up in uh, Times Square. This is a march in Chicago where pro-Palestinian, these people are marching for terrorists. Do you understand that they are celebrating a terrorist attack against a peaceful people in Israel? And I am not going to, let me just say something about peaceful people because I understand That in the IDF, there is plenty of evidence that certain soldiers have also committed atrocities against Palestinians. That is unconscionable, uncalled for, and that does not have, there is no excuse for it. However, however, here's the big difference, okay, before you text me or at me. um, What the Hamas terrorists are doing is in league with their charter. This is what they plan to do. This is in their um, founding documents, and we're going to show you that. And this is the difference. Okay, so it's kind of like when people call out Christians who commit adultery right? A Christian doesn't have a plan to commit adultery. They fall into adultery. I mean, I know the sinful condition will make them commit adultery eventually, but they believe that adultery is wrong as opposed to, say, swingers or open marriage secularists who say, no, adultery is actually our choice. We're going to live this. So that's the that's the equation here. You, you've got to see it. Hamas is the open marriage. We plan on committing adultery. We want to commit adultery. That's going to be our lifestyle. And And Israel is the Christian who says adultery is wrong, but we still have cases where Christians commit adultery. Okay. You've got to understand these um, ideologies. You've got to understand these areas of the world because again... They so well represent the two sides of our American politi- political divide, of the world's political divide, and of how Christians are going to have to handle the end times coming up. So Chicago, people are celebrating. Re- this, the response in Australia is particularly heinous, where people gathered outside the concert hall, or what is that, the symphony hall, whatever it's called, and literally chanted, "Gast the Jews. This is in Australia. Uh, I don't have the audio on this for, for uh, obvious reasons. I don't even want to. He- I don't even want you to hear it. It's sickening. Uh, the response in Spain, uh, chanting, pro Hamas, pro terrorism. Kill more people. Kill more children. Kill more women. Uh, they deserve their land. It's not about the land. I will tell you that um, as certainly as I can. This is in Harvard University in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and the protest here, I wish I did have the audio, I don't have the audio here for you, but the protest here, the students and some faculty and staff of Harvard are chanting, I kid you not, Palestine must be free from the river to the sea. Now, that chant is a literal call to arms for pro-Palestinian activists. It calls for the establishment of a Palestinian state from the Jordan River, again, go back to the map, the Jordan River on the the, uh, east. I'm trying to flip around, Jordan River on the east and the uh, Mediterranean Sea on the west. So a Palestinian state that will literally obliterate the state of Israel and the Israelis in the process. This is Harvard. Now, if you have any doubts any longer about should I send my child to these secular Ivy League schools as a believing Christian, the answer is on the screen. This is the ideology. This is what they are pushing down the children's throats, the students' throats. It's abominable. It is out of touch with history, reality, I, understanding basic humanity, biblical history, world history, Western civilization. But let's be honest, uh, the chance were, uh, hey, hey, ho, ho, Western Civ has got to go a few years ago, and now you have... Uh, Palestine must be free from the river to the sea at Harvard University. I had to laugh when I saw this sign on the internet this week. Queers for Palestine. Um, (laughs) I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say to this flag except you can't be more ignorant if you tried, young people. That's like chickens having a sign saying chickens for KFC. Literally the same thing. Uh, Rashida Tlaib, a congresswoman, I believe in Minnesota, had the Palestinian flag outside of her, hole in co- outside of her ho- office in Congress uh, in the U.S. Capitol building. And then two flags down, of course, you have the LGBTQIA flag. Actually, that looks like the outdated pride flag. It looks like it's got the Black Lives Matter line on it. But where's the progress flag, Rashida Tlaib? Do you hate trans people? Are you, are you transphobe? But these two ideologies do not... Coalesce. Do, do you understand Rashida Tlaib? Do you understand left-wing activists on college campuses? LGBT people are not allowed in Palestine. This is from the Human Dignity Trust website. Same-sex sexual activity is prohibited in Gaza, that is Palestine, under the British Mandate Criminal Code Ordinance 1936. Or how about the news report from a 2019 police raid that shut down LGBTQ events in Gaza and in the West Bank? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what to say um, to the ignorance of our leaders, of our young people, of our future leaders in Harvard University. Do, do you know where LGBT people uh, are um, celebrated, are given immense freedoms, are not just tolerated, but promoted. Do, do you know where in the Middle East that happens? In Israel. Tel Aviv boasts about having the largest pride parade in the Middle East. Over 150,000 in 2023 marched in their 25th annual pride parade. They've been doing this for 25 years. LGBT people, you understand. This is an ideology that you a choice that you have to make. Hate and intolerance and terrorism or tolerance, freedom, liberty, prosperity. I, I I don't know. I get worked up about this because it is it is so amazing to me the disconnect between reality and the people who are in positions of power in our country and future positions of power in our country aka Ivy League institutions. So that's the attack and that's the response that we are seeing uh, right here on our shores in America. Americans wake up to the fact that left-wing progressive ideologies are growing. They are growing amongst the young and this will come home to roost. Okay, London, I don't even have footage, I'm sorry, but London had one of the biggest pro-Palestinian marches this past weekend in support of Hamas's. Terrorist attacks. New York City had a man in New York's, uh, in Times Square, calling for the conversion of all peoples to Islam. It is the only religion that we must adhere to. Uh, He does this freely to resounding chants from the crowd in Times Square in New York City. And if you are thinking, oh, no, 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 they don't want that. Yes, they do. This is what they want. Exactly what the seculars feared the Christians wanted all along. Do you, do you get that? <laughs> what the secularists thought Christians were going to do, which is to create a, a, a religious extremist state that would run the laws of the land. That's what Islamic fundamentalists want and come out and say it publicly, publicly. I can't stress this enough. The most tolerant, freedom-loving, generous religion on earth is the Christian religion. The Christian religion has been in some ways too tolerant, to be honest with you. Because all of this mess that we are seeing right now is because Christians don't care. They don't care about the deterioration of their world. And so guess what's happening? The Lord, and I believe this, is handing Western civilization over to Islam. And before you know it, I don't know, maybe my grandchildren are going to have to deal with this. Before you know it, Western civilization will be dominated, will be dominated by Islamic fundamentalism. It's already happening in Minnesota where we reported on this channel that are calls to prayer over public... Um, radio, uh, loudspeakers in the downtown area of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Call to prayer, call to Islamic five five times a day prayer. This is happening in America. This is coming to our shores, and this is the result of. Preachers in, in Christian churches not preaching the gospel, telling people the truth, giving people the history of what's going on, talking about these ideologies, this is the result of tolerance, this is the result of lukewarm Christianity, lukewarm Christians who don't activate their gifts and talents for the kingdom of God, Christians who don't give and support local churches, uh, churches, Christians who think they can do church on their own in their cars. They can hop from church to church and just kind of do whatever they want. And, you know, don't ask anything of me. How dare you? This lackluster, lukewarm Christianity that does not exist on the pages of scripture, the, the, the Christianity that Jesus said in, in Revelation 3, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. This I lay the blame solely at their feet for what is happening to Western civilization. This is going to grow. Do you understand? The sympathetic ideologies, the, sympath- the sympathies to the ideologies of Hamas terrorists is going to grow in the Western world. And that's because Christians did not act like Christians stand-up and stand-up and fight for truth and fight for objectivity and fight for the scriptures being taught and, and Passed on from one generation to the next. How how did we get here uh, in terms of the land of Israel? You you've got to understand when when we talk about these conflicts, uh, I want to make a point here, and this is important for you to understand about the history of the land. There is a land component to it. I know that the Palestinians, uh, they do particularly in the West Bank, they do have a gripe to be had with the uh, the Jewish state because the Jewish state expands. The Jews expand. Now, I am not in any way in any way, excusing these Hamas terrorists. You have to separate Hamas and Gaza from the the PLA in the West Bank because they're totally different. And I'm going to show you that in just a moment. So let's talk about the land. I want to put this up real quick. The land of Israel, a, a brief history, if you will. Promised to Abraham in 1900 BC. Okay, now mark that date. 1900 BC. That's way before Palestinians ever lived in the land. Okay, you have the Davidic monarchy around 900 BC. The monarchy last. We talked about this through the Kings of Compromise uh, series last year on the Deep Dive. Uh, it led to the exile into Babylon 586 BC. The exiles returned by the edict of King Cyrus in 516 to go and rebuild the temple, rebuild Jerusalem. Then that leads to second temple Judaism, second temple is Israeli possession of the land that survives all the way to AD 70. Again, General Titus of of the Roman army goes in and decimates the land and destroys it. Then you have a very long time, a very, very long time from AD 70 until the Zionist movement starts to pick up steam in the late 1800s. And And I want you to know, and this is important, that the Zionist movement started in the late 1800s when there was nothing on the land. I've shown pictures of this and they are available online of the land that now is Tel Aviv and Jerusalem and the greater portions of Israel. As we know it today, it was a desert. It was no man's land. Mark Twain went and visited the Holy Land, and he called it a desolate country whose soil is rich enough, but is given wholly over to weeds, a silent, mournful expanse. We never saw a human being on the whole route. This was hardly a tre- there was hardly a tree or shrub anywhere, even the olive and the cactus. Those fast friends of a worthless soil had almost deserted the country." Mark Twain, okay? okay. The Jews, the Zionist Jews, decided to move back and migrate in greater numbers they divided the land by the children going out and putting their stakes into pieces of property and uh, whatever uh, piece of property the children put their little flag on became that family's plot of land but it was a desert it was <laughs> it was no there was no vegetation there was no food there was nothing the reason why is because the land was promised by god by yahweh to one family and it's theirs and if you're a biblical Christian, you can't disagree with that because that covenant has not been annulled. Show me the text. Anybody who questions me, show me the text where that covenant with Abraham and the land was was eliminated. Okay? I am not saying that because you're Jewish you're going to heaven. I'm not saying because you're Jewish you're right with God. No. No, no. Many Jews have rebelled against God throughout human history. And by the way, the greatest critic of the Jewish nation in world history is Yahweh himself. And he has never spared the rod in dealing with his children. And <laughs> history has proved that to be the case. Anyway, back to the the um, timeline. Very long time. Zionist movement, late 1800s. World War I happens. The Ottoman Empire is overthrown. Uh, the Turks are overthrown. And then the Balfour Declaration is proclaimed uh the british take over basically the land after world war one and the balfour declaration this is a christian general in the uh, british um government who decided to uh declare and got the signature of the prime minister and the the british government to say that the the people of israel deserve the right to establish a jewish state in their home in their home area so that that just increased migration uh, exponentially and then you get to the state being established in 1948 and you have our wonderful president Harry Truman validating the state of Israel I believe seven hours after the Israeli parliament enacted their constitution and uh, established their state uh, under David Ben-Gurion the first prime minister of the modern state of Israel that's 1948 now what happened, and this is important, you've got to see this, in this very long time between the temple being destroyed in AD and the Balfour Declaration, well, it was dominated by the Romans up until about 500 AD, then the Byzantines, that was a Christian empire, until about 640 AD, the Arab Caliphate took over. Uh, The start of Islam, Muhammad basically dominated the land until 1100 AD. Then you have the Crusader era, era, a very bad time in church history that sort of occupied the land until 1291 AD. The Mamluk era, which nobody really knows about. (laughs) I mean, I try to look it up. It is a very confusing time. These were non-Muslim slave soldiers who were forced to convert to Islam. And over the years, they came to understand the power they had. Uh, they decided to murder their masters and start their own Muslim dynasty in Egypt and overflowed into the um, uh, area of Israel. You the Ottoman Empire right up until World War I that dominated the land. Uh, The point that I'm trying to make here, firstly, for Christians is to understand there was a very small sliver of Christian occupation of the land. You basically have from 1917 until 1948, that's when the British Empire ruled, and then you had the Byzantine Empire that ruled for, oh, what is it there, 140 years. You don't have much Christian dominance of this land, okay? Because number one, Christianity is not a geographical religion. It doesn't, We don't have a center. I know the Catholics think it's Rome. It's not. Uh, the Christian religion is without a geographical center. Okay? We, we are to cover the whole earth as the waters cover the sea with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. That is the promise of Isaiah. That is what we live out as Christians. That's why we evangelize and share the truth of God's word through Christ in Christ Jesus to every nation on every continent and in every country. I share that, number one. But number two is God's promises are not annulled this is the land of Israel. Israel is a miracle. It is a living miracle. By the way, they have fought several wars, including the day after the day after they became a nation in 1948. There was a massive attack from all the Arab countries around them, and they stood their ground. And they not only stood their ground, they took more ground from the Jordanians and from the Egyptians and from the Arabs in the area. They are a, they are a geographical miracle. No other nation, no other people group on the face of the earth have Spoken the same language, read the same book, worshiped the same God, and owned the same land for the last 3,500 years. Save the land. No, 4,000 years. Saved the people of Israel. It's, it's... A testimony, and this is why Christians have to know this stuff, because it's a testimony to God's faithfulness in his covenant. His covenants do not get broke. His co- covenants are established permanently, and this covenant is established permanently. Jesus will return onto the Mount of Olives. He predicted it. He prophesied it. It's going to happen, and uh, he is going to eradicate the dictator beast and the Satan and throw them into the lake of fire for all eternity. That's the end of the tribulation. So you you've got to understand Israel's... geopolitical situation because it is um essential to understanding prophecy daniel and revelation particularly but matthew chapter 24 luke 19 and other verses of scripture that refer to the coming end of the age or is it luke 14 don't quote me on that but nonetheless this is the land and this is a lot of what the issue is regarding um palestine or palestinians now just understand that at no point in history was there a Palestinian state in the land until 30 plus years after 40 plus years after the Jewish state was established do you understand what that means there is no historical Palestinian state before the Jewish state so this idea of Palestine and the Palestinian flag they didn't exist this was this was created in response to the state of uh israel being established in 1948 and if you, you don't have to take my word for it take left-wing google's for, word for it just search history of the palestinian state on google right now and this is the result on the 15th of november 1988 uh in algiers then chairman of the plo yasser arafat proclaimed the establishment of the state of palestine that's 40 years after the establishment of the jewish state so how did things get to where we are? And you have to understand a little bit more of modern history. It really goes back to 2006. The death of Yasser Arafat in 2004 was earth-shaking for the Palestinians. Where do they go from here? Because Yasser Arafat, for all of his faults, uh, did work for peace. He worked well with Ronald Reagan and other presidents to maintain some peaceful you know, coexistence between the Jewish state and the Palestinians. When he died, It totally eradicated decency in the Gaza Strip. So in 2006, elections were held and Hamas, this Islamic Brotherhood militant group, took a majority of seats in the Palestinian government. Now, the West Bank did not recognize their leadership. So let me put this back up. This is the map. Gaza is that little strip. So what happened here in 2006 after those elections and Hamas taking the uh, majority rule in the parliament of uh, the the PLO, um, I don't even know if they call it a... Parliament, the majority of seats in the PLO, Uh, Gaza is now dominated by Hamas leaders, and the West Bank is dominated by, sympathetic to uh, Yasser Arafat's vision and philosophy in the PLO, and the PLO will not recognize Gaza's authority and Hamas because they knew they were terrorists. So they literally cut off, and now, since then, since 2006, 2007 really, Gaza has been dominated by Hamas, whose stated goal, again, in their charter is that we need to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. I wanna put this up on the screen. This is the Hamas Covenant. They were established in 1988. You can go online and read this for yourself. It's freely available to you. Uh, a couple of quotes are important here on this document. Quote, Israel will exist and will continue to exist until Islam will obliterate it, just as it obliterated others before it. This is their stated objection in their charter, this is, or covenant in their words. Later in the introduction, Uh, They say, our struggle against the Jews is very great and very serious. It needs all sincere efforts. It is a step that inevitably should be followed by other steps. Later in Article 27 of the same covenant, Israel, Judaism, and Jews challenge Islam and the Muslim people. May the cowards never sleep. (laughs) When people tell you who they are, believe them. Right? That's the cultural euphemism that we throw around very flippantly in America. When Hamas tells you who they are, believe them. So the leader of Hamas is a, name, a guy named uh, Ishmael Hania. There he is on the screen doing what he usually does, which is a scream. He is the leader. He is the one who instigated this attack and watched it unfold on television with the light from the safety of his offices in Qatar, which is interesting for another reason in just a moment. The question has to be asked is, how did they get the money and the resources uh, to, to enact this, this violence against, um, against Israel? Well, step in Secretary Anthony Blinken of the Biden administration to finally admit, and this is huge, that the $6 billion of funding the U.S. gave to Iran in September of this year probably helped them spend other monies on this terrorist attack. Watch. What do you say about the argument that money is fungible? So Iran may have known this money is coming and used other funds to help fund this attack that happened? Iran has, ha, Iran has unfortunately always used and focused its funds on supporting terrorism, on supporting groups like... Uh, why, why didn't you consider that when you gave them $6 billion in September? Uh, like Hamas, uh, and it's done that when there have been sanctions, it's done that when there haven't been sanctions, and it's always prioritized that. And again, I come back to the proposition that from these funds have always been, under the law, available to Iran to use for humanitarian purposes. Yeah, they're, gonna, they're sure going to do that, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, more details about that Iranian prison, prisoner swap. Okay, we gave them Iranians, and they gave us American hostages. And it was like five for six, and then we added $6 billion to the deal because Joe Biden is Barack Obama's third term. You understand this now, because this is exactly the playbook uh, of Anthony Blinken and others in Obama's administration. They're, doing the, they're, they're, they're following the same playbook. <laughs> Just giving Iran a sponsor of terror a blank check basically. Here's here's five billion dollars of Americans' money. Go attack Israel. So this uh, this the funds these uh, this five billion dollars six billion dollars were deposited into Qatar's central bank, which is in Doha. Let me bring you back to this slide, which is. Just makes mention of where the Hamas leader watched the Hamas attacks from from inside his Doha office. And then he prostrated himself and praised God on the carpet. Watch this. This is the Hamas leader watching the attacks from Qatar. Six billion dollars in hand to pay for it. And then he gets down on the ground with all of his other leaders in suits and bows to Mecca. Bows to Allah the insanity of our leadership cannot be overstated at this point oh and what was what was joe biden doing uh having a barbecue (laughs) of course While, while all this terror unfolded and hamas is thanking iran for the money america gave them our president was hosting a barbecue probably because several flavors of ice cream were available on the other side of the aisle, it was Donald Trump who in on September 11th called out the six billion dollars that crooked Joe Biden was giving the terrorist regime in Iran. This is September 11th. He said that money uh, be used for will be used for terrorism all over the Middle East. and Indeed, the world, this incompetent fool is absolutely destroying America. He had the audacity to announce this terrible deal today, September 11th, to pay for hostages will lead to kidnapping, ransom, blackmail against Americans across the globe. I freed many dozens of our people from various unfriendly countries and never paid a dime. Look. You may not like him, and I understand why. He is very unlikable. Most people who voted for him didn't like him, but they knew he was necessary. And he called this on September 11th. (laughs) What can you say? Want more proof that Iran is helping them out? This is a video from 2014 of Hamas leaders uh, thanking. (laughs) the individuals, groups and countries, i just got to read it to you, particularly the Islamic Republic of Iran, who have supported us generously with money, arms and other means, providing us with the missiles that have battered the Zionist strongholds during past confrontations. with the occupiers they've also supported us with with anti-tank type missiles which by the grace of god not our god and the faith of our fighters chattered the myth of the zionist superiority i can't play any more of this so they're thanking iran literally this is 2014 and what does our country do it gives them more money How you vote matters. I don't get into this a lot. I don't tell you how to vote, but let me just give you the playbook for secular America. Uh, Secular America votes for abortion, sexual disorientation, student loan cancellation, and they get terror, they get inflation, and geopolitical disasters, such as the military equipment from our withdrawal from Afghanistan being in the hands of these terrorists uh, in the Gaza Strip. How you vote matters. And I'm going to be the first to say, or I'm not going to be the first to say, this is going to be my first prediction for the 2024 election, because the left-wing media is going to ramp up now on abortion, uh, on sexual LGBTQIA issues, on student loan forgiveness once again, and they're going to dupe a bunch of stupid voters to uh, re-elect Joe Biden, and he's going to win. I don't know. But more of this is coming. I, I am bracing for five more years of this. Because the news media, the, instit- the higher uh, institutions of higher learning, uh, Hollywood, uh, the stupid things coming out of Hollywood on Twitter, I have no time for. Rob Reiner, um, John Cusack, unbelievable ignorance and the things that they say. And uh, that, this is the world literally coming apart at the seams. The, the powder keg is just waiting to explode. We do have to talk about one more thing uh, on this subject. Why Israel? Some of you need to ask this question because it's a fundamentally important question for Christians who love their Bible. Why is Israel always the center of so much human hatred? I am not saying that other groups of people have not suffered. Absolutely not. That would be, you know, ignorant of history. But no one has suffered like the Jews. No one has been mistreated like the Jews. Every nation on earth, except for America, well, half of America, has been hostile to them. In every generation, somebody wanted to wipe the mouth of the face of the earth, beginning with Pharaoh, right? Pharaoh saw the multiplying increase. Pharaoh saw Israel do <coughs> in Egypt what Israel is doing now in the promised land, in, in the Holy Land, multiplying thriving, succeeding. There's a reason why they succeed. I will tell you that in just a moment. And he was threatened by them. And rather than um, partner with them, he tried to eliminate and, and eradicate them. That was the first genocidal maniac against the Jews, Pharaoh. We all know how that ended for him. Assyria then tries to wipe them out. The Philistines before Assyria, Assyria, Babylon, Persia, the Greeks, the Romans, the Muslims, Spain, the Soviet Union, Germany, and now in islamic terrorism oh and let's add left wing political activists in this country are all hopeful that israel will no longer exist <laughs> no one in human, no group of people brings that many that many enemies around them no one why because of the bible friends people are hostile to the word of god and the bible comes from israel Every book in the Bible is written by a Jew, and some of you will say, well, what about Luke? No, there's no evidence that Luke was not a Jew. I know we want to think he was a Gentile, but there's no evidence for it. There's there's hypothesis, but there's no evidence for it. Every book, 66 books books of the Bible, the most important book in human history, was delivered to us by God through his chosen people, Israel. The great law, the Torah, on which most of our uh, civil rights are founded in this country, This was given to us from a Jew, Moses, the Hebrew, who chose rather to associate with his enslaved brethren than to wine and dine in Pharaoh's palace, okay? Um, They are also God's delivery vehicle for Christ. Christ was Jewish, delivered to the world through a poor Jewish couple, Mary and Joseph. We worship Jesus Christ, a Jew. Okay. They are blessed. They are favored. They are chosen. They are elected by God to represent him on the face of the earth. Have they always done that? No. And for that, they were severely punished and handed over to their enemies. And who knows if some small part of this current moment is, I don't know, maybe somewhat, some form of God punishing them for who knows what. I don't know. We, we don't, I don't want to postulate that as they, they deserve it or anything. That is in the courts of heaven. That is for God to decide. But these are his people. He holds them accountable severely. And when they are free, they flourish in every area of human endeavor, in science, in engineering, in discovery. 22% of Nobel Prize winners are Jewish. 22% of every Nobel Prize won has been won by a Jew. Despite the fact that they they compromise 0.2% of the world's population. Talk about an outsized proportion of Nobel Prize winners. Now, we also have to take a little bit of um, a biblical approach to this. Why are they blessed? It's because of what they teach. It's because God's law works. It's because what we're going to talk about tomorrow on the deep dive. God's law is life. The Torah is life. So God blesses what he instructs and they historically, not always, not every generation, not all of them, definitely not today, but historically, they have carried on the traditions of the Torah. They have taught it from one generation to the next. They, and this is something that uh, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs talked about a lot before he passed away, a terrific resource for Jewish history and Jewish thought. They were resolutely, sorry, my words today were all up in my head, They were resolutely and always have been resolutely committed to teaching their children, educating their young. That is a hallmark of Jewish life. That is the commitment of the Jewish mindset. The Egyptians built pyramids. Uh, The Mesopotamians built ziggurats. The Jews educated their young. And if you want your family to be blessed, educate your young in the word of God. Take that lesson from the Jewish people. That's why I say, that's why I spent this whole episode. It's going to be the whole episode. I, I thought I'd get to other stuff. It's going to be the whole episode. That's why I say, please understand Israel. Please get educated about them. Please tune in tomorrow for the deep dive. Please understand what this is all about because it has everything to do with you and the whole world. And it's coming to you. It's coming to America. It's coming to London. It's coming to Europe. And, and we've got to stand with Israel and stand for people who love freedom and don't put it in their charter to wipe out people, on, uh, wipe people off the face of the earth. Now, the question might be posed by some, and Shane Claiborne, Shane Claiborne on Twitter posted this idea of loving your enemies. Now is not the time to wipe out Gaza. Now is the time to love your enemies. Uh, no, that is that love your enemies text is Jesus telling his followers what to do with their personal relationships. It is not Jesus's stance on geopolitical postures. The same Jesus who said, love your enemies, is the same Jesus that Daniel writes about saying that he lifts up one king and he puts down another. The same Jesus whom Jeremiah said that he chose Nebuchadnezzar to be his instrument of judgment on the Jewish people. Um, The same Jesus who prophesied the destruction of Jerusalem at the hands of the Romans. And then I believe the same Jesus who sent judgment on the Roman elite on the city of Pompeii six years later. Okay, these these historical markers matter. And so the, the Lord of creation, the Lord of lords, the King of kings, the one who rules and reigns, Jesus, who said, love your enemies, to his children, to Him, his followers, is not establishing that as, this should be your national policy. America cannot afford to love its enemies. It must fight its enemies. Romans chapter 13 talks about that the governing authorities are God's tool. They are God's... Uh, um, servants. They are there to execute judgment. They bear the sword for a reason. They are there to punish the evildoer. They are there to maintain peace and order. And you cannot love your enemy and serve your enemy while your enemy is executing grandma. I mean, I get the social justice movement and the sub- subculture of evangelical Christianity, but that was uncalled for by Shane Claiborne. Let me address some conspiracy theories, because those are floating around, like that uh, Israel knew about the attacks and ignored intelligence, and this was so that Netanyahu could leverage the atrocities for an all-out war against Gaza. There's even this picture floating around online of Netanyahu uh, holding up an image of Israel, the map of Israel, without um, Gaza's notation or little sections uh, outlined in the map. Uh, First off, the map was very small. He was holding it in one page, and he was a huge haul. So... There's probably no room for it, or you can't even see it in the picture. But this is the conspiracy theories running around now. This is like the people who said 9-11 was an inside job. Uh, I don't go for these things. And if this is true, if Netanyahu and Palestinian, uh, Israeli intelligence knew about this attack and ignored it willfully so that they could leverage these atrocities for an all-out war, that makes them no better than Hamas because that's exactly what Hamas has been doing. For decades Hamas will attack Israel Israel will retaliate and then Hamas will shield themselves with women and children and then expose the pictures and the videos of women and children getting attacked because they chose them as human shields uh, to leverage sympathy from the west and it works because you have Ivy League students in Harvard chanting um from the from the river to the sea Palestine will be free so I don't fall for these conspiracy theorists and you should not either I mean show me the receipts and then i'll listen to you but i what we have is the receipts the horrific video images online and on television of hamas terrorists having no respect for human life having no respect for the young the aged the the innocent the 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 children uh families you have barbarism you have heads being cut off heads being cut off of infants you have heads being cut off of the elderly you have hostages being taken from all walks of life i've talked about this in nazium I, i i've got to stop it's just it's just there's no question okay Again, back to the fundamental ideology, one has it written into their covenant, we hate them and we want to destroy them. It's written in black and white. The other one has uh, peace, uh, loving freedom written into their constitution. And that is the difference. That is the difference. No, not all Jews are innocent and no, not all Palestinians are evil. That is generalization that we never want to practice as Christians. Just as we don't want to call all white people supremacists or all black people. Um, you know, I'd choose your choose your accusation. Okay, we do not spec- we do not specialize in generalizations. But here's ultimately what we can do because I know what some of you are saying. I am. After watching this content I'm even more worried, I'm even more concerned. I don't know what to do. Here's what we do. Are you ready for it? It's very simple. Pray. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem, Psalm 122 verse 6. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And you say, "Well, that's not much." Yes it is. It's enormous. Prayer works. God answers our prayer. We have confidence before him that through the blood of Jesus Christ, he hears us and he will hear us and we can have a great impact into all of these realities through our prayers. So that's the episode, guys. And it's it was completely devoted to th- this event over the weekend. I am here. I am not in Israel. Some of you have probably written in the comments already, thank God you didn't go. God spared you. Amen. I, I don't know about that because there are tours currently over there in Israel. So did God not spare them? I mean, the tours, some of them are continuing on um, because, again, the areas that are being affected are close to Gaza and not the West Bank where a lot of the uh, historical sites are. But uh, we're here, and I'm here for you. And I'm glad to bring this content to you. Would you support the content through the Cash App? TimHatchLive, TimHatchLive.com slash support. When you support us, we support Project Rescue and American Bible Society. 20% of all that you give is going to those organizations, 10% to each organization. Then the Deep Dive is back with the Torah study, which I did not plan on doing, so I am scrambling for content today, but we will have it to you tomorrow. And I'm so excited about that. I got great content for you on the Deep Dive tomorrow. Do not miss it. And then follow us again as always on our social media channels, Tim Hatch Live forward slash or the at sign. That's the episode, guys. If you haven't already, would you please hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, get notified on your smartphone whenever we go live. I had a whole episode recorded for you and ready to go tonight live if I had left for Israel. And I don't know what to do with that content now. Let me know in the comments what you want me to do because it's um, about Andy Stanley, it's about. Uh, A trans attack in Oregon, and it just seems so small compared to this that I don't even feel that I should release it. I would release it if you want it. Ask me for it in the comments below. If I get five people asking for it, I will release it. So five of you need to put some comment below. Yes, give us the content that you pre recorded. We'd love to see that. Other than that, have a great night. Pray for Jerusalem. Pray for Israel. And know your Bible and know your history. God bless.